sometimes the greatest success isn't in the things that we accomplish, but also in the people that we become and the lessons that we learn as we navigate the realities of our failures. Welcome to the Architecting Through Life podcast, where we dig into principles for building ourselves up as individuals while navigating the realities of this thing called life. The podcast is dedicated to young adults and anyone with a deep hunger to grow in their journey of being all that they were created to be. My name is Simon Gubeni, and with each episode I'll be discussing thoughts and insights drawn from life, from the Bible, from unique experiences, as well as from other great minds and mentors. Thanks for joining me on this journey, and I do hope that you'll enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Architecting Through Life podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time tuning in, thank you so much for finding it valuable enough to um, listen back again. Today's topic is a bit of a touchy one for me, um, for reasons which I hope will make sense as as I go through it. Um, So growing up, I used to have a huge, huge phobia of failure. I used to have a huge fear of failure, um, whether it was failing at school or failing at um, a task or failing at a project or failing at um, failing in public, like doing something in a talent show or anything like that. I always have a huge, huge fear of failure, right? And as a result of that, I'd always either avoid taking up anything that could risk any possible failure, right? Anything that could risk any chance of either being um, rejected or failing or um, not achieving anything. I'd always avoid anything that I knew could have a chance or risk at failure. Or I'd try and work extremely hard on something to make sure that I avoid any possibility of failure. Right? I'd even be willing to either put myself in an uncomfortable position if it meant that I would avert or avoid any kind of failure. But the reality is that if you're ever going to go about trying to achieve anything worthwhile or trying to um, live a meaningful life, there's always bound to be the possibility of failure, right? Um, nothing meaningful or worthwhile can ever be accomplished without any possibility of failure, right? And um, failure becomes a necessary possibility in anything worthwhile. Um, and so as a result of that, I have many, um, many stories of failure, right? whether it be small or large things. Um, I can tell of stories where um, I failed my driver's license test about six times and I got it on the seventh, right? Or um, failing when um, before applying to university, I'd applied to about six different universities or institutions before getting rejected by all of them. Um, But the idea is that there's always the possibility of failure when it comes to pursuing anything worthwhile. And so as a result of that, we're all familiar with failure, right? Um, And like when you wanted to achieve something but weren't successful at doing so, or when you tried to set out to accomplish something meaningful or something that you wanted to get and weren't successful, right? We're all familiar with the experience of, of failure, right? Um, but I want to maybe look at why it is that we fail, right? What, how are the things that eventually cause us as human beings to fail? And maybe that can give us a clue as to how we can either deal with failure or navigate the reality of failure um, when it comes, right? Um, and I want to look at a few. The first is that failure happens because as human beings, we are finite, right? We have, we have inherent limitations. And because of our limitations, the things that we tend to try and set out to achieve don't always go the way we want to because of the fact that there's an 
infinity of possibilities around us. And when our limitations as human beings come up against the many different things that could happen in a scenario, there's bound to be the chance of failure, right? Because we are we are finite, we're limited. And we're limited both in our understanding and in our abilities of things. So we're limited in our understandings in the sense that um, one may try to achieve something but not understand the full extent of everything that would be required to get it, right? And so our limited understanding can result in failure, right? So limitation in understanding what might be on the other side of a chance or a risk that we take. And so not understanding the full extent of things, right? Because our understanding is finite, it's not infinite. Um, there's always the possibility or the chance of failure. And also our inabilities, right? Um, the fact that our human capacity is so much, um, our human strength can only go so far. Um, I think of people who try to run a marathon, for example, um, try to run 90 kilometers, right? Two oceans. Um, a person's human limitations can at times come through in that situation and as a result, they can fail. Right? And so because of our limitations of understanding and ability, failure becomes a huge possibility in every meaningful thing that we try to undertake. And the third reason or the second side or the other side of why we sometimes fail is also because of um, what we otherwise call disobedience, right? The fact that not following principles or laws which would otherwise ensure success, whether or not we know them, right? Um, whether or not we know what those principles or laws are. So going against what may be a necessary principle or necessary step or necessary law results in our failures, right? Um, not knowing or going against, for example, um, a specific law, not studying for a test, for example, um, is, is um, obviously the law of cause and effect will play its part there, that if I don't study for an exam, if I go against the principle that's necessary for it, failure is bound to be on the other side of that, right? Um, so when we make choices or decisions which go contrary to what we know is right, at times then that results in, in the inevitable results of failure, right? Um, but that last part just is to highlight that not all failures are moral, right? Um, one can be a good person in general, morally speaking, but still face the possibility of failure, right? Um, because of the fact of their limitations, the fact that we don't understand all things and we don't have all power, but you can still have good intentions and still have the experience of failure, right? Um, so failure can be a result of both our limitations, our finite nature, and also because of our going against what is necessarily right in order to achieve that thing that we're trying to set out for, right? So just to think about the fact that sometimes failure isn't always a moral thing. And it's important to consider that because one can look at their failures and think that their failure is a result of the fact that they are a bad person, right? Or that they are an immoral person. But not all our failures are moral failures. In fact, most of our failures tend to be a consequence of um, our immediate inabilities or limitations, right? Um, but the consequences are always there, that whatever failure that it is that we face, we will always have consequences, right? Um, whether it's inherent in, or internal consequence of discouragement, um, disappointment, um, giving up on things, um, or even the tangible consequences, right? Like if you fail on something that has material consequences, those consequences will inevitably be felt despite how good one's intentions may have been, right? Like if you're trying to apply for a job that you really want to get and because of your finite limitations, you're not getting it, there's still material consequences to that, right? So um, it doesn't matter whether or not a failure was 
um, as a result of our choices or as a result of our inabilities or limitations, every failure that we face always has inevitable consequences, right? Most of which, or the most painful of which, are the internal things, um, how we feel about ourselves, what we think about ourselves when we go through the failure, right? Whether it's discouragement, whether it's doubt, whether it's um, lost hope, right? Which can be the case, um, whether it's uh, how we think about ourselves or the circumstances around us. Failures always bring with them consequences which are in most cases negative and disappointing. And so it's always a question to ask them to say, how do we get out of not only failure, but how do we get out of the consequences of our failures, right? Um, if we can't get away from the possibility of failure, how do we deal with the negative effects that are experienced on account of what is sometimes inevitable failure, right? Um, when it comes to the question of rising from failure, I tend to sometimes look at the Bible a lot, um, just because I think it puts a context to, to our limitations or to our failures, right? Um, firstly, in the sense of putting the context to our failures, right? And the fact of our finite nature, but also the second, offering us a perspective to look at our failures, right? A broader picture um, to look at our failures, which can sometimes be a source of encouragement. Um, basically giving a perspective to our failures, which makes us see beyond the current experience of our failures. But But I'll get into that. It may be helpful, though, to... Think about a few practical principles which I think I've found as lessons along the journey of the different failures I've experienced. Right? Um, the first is that um, we are not our failures. Um, I think that's something that uh, yeah becomes a huge burden when one goes through their failures, is to think that their failures are a reflection of who they are, right? To become your failures, um, based on the fact that um, what you've experienced as a failure, sort of identifies or you identify yourself with it right? that this is my failure so the first part of rising out of our failures realizing that look what happened has happened and i am not that failure right and at times the reason why we associate ourselves with our failures comes from the habit that we have as human beings of associating ourselves with our accomplishments and when one accustoms themselves to identifying themselves with all of the great things that they've done when painful occurrences happen, especially failure, we then associate ourselves with our failures as well. And both are unproductive, right? It's unproductive to associate myself with my achievements or with your achievements. And it's equally as unproductive to associate myself with my failures, right? That you are not your failures. And that's the first part of realizing that we are not our failures, right? I am not my failures. You are not your failures. And the second is identifying and acknowledging exactly what caused the failure, right? Whether it was a limitation in my knowledge, whether it was a limitation in my abilities, whether it was a limitation in my um, willingness to obey those principles that ensure like, success. Um, it's always important in trying to rise out of failure to identify and acknowledge specifically what caused this failure? Was it that I didn't know? Was it that I was not capable? Was it that I refused to um, follow through with what I needed to do? Um, so it's identifying and basically acknowledging that this was the exact cause of failure. And with that, identifying what would have been a better alternative, right? So if I failed in an exam because I studied too close to the date, a better alternative would have been to maybe give more time to study or to study more efficiently, right? Just basically acknowledging what could I have done differently, right? And when it comes to moral failures, this is what would otherwise be called confessing, right? which is basically acknowledging where things went wrong and assuming the responsibility of that. Look, that this is where things went wrong 
And this was the part I played in making those things go wrong. Right? So the second is basically acknowledging and identifying where things went wrong. The third in rising out of failure is resolving to address those root causes, right? Um, that rather than giving into our failures, rather than um, sinking into the reality of our failures and letting ourselves be lost in our failures, rising up out of failure comes with making a resolution to say that, okay, this was the cause of the failure. Should I come against the situation the next time? This is what I'm resolving to do in order to not face the failure again, right? Um, because failure becomes final when we give into it, right? Um, failure doesn't have to be ultimate, but failure becomes final when we let ourselves go in that failure. We give into that failure. But resolving to address what is the root cause um, is then a step to rising out of it. And that's the third point of resolving to say, okay, this is where things went wrong. And this is the decision I'm taking now in the face of a situation like this arising again, that if this were to rise again, this is the decision I'm taking that I will, for example, in, a, in an exam, if I get another exam that comes up, I will resolve to study within the given time. Right? So the lesson that has been learned makes a resolution or comes with it a resolution to say, if that same cause comes again, this is what I'll do to deal with it. And the fourth then is rerouting and recalibrating, right? Um, in pursuing what was your worthwhile idea. Um, so I like to think of this idea in, in, the, in relating it to a GPS, right? So think of a GPS when you're using a map or an app that's showing you a destination that you're trying to get to a specific goal or a destination. But along that journey, you might find yourself taking a wrong turn, right? Either by not paying attention or either by making a mistake, but basically um, taking a wrong turn, which is in what would look at as the scenario a failure right it's 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 you've in your pathway to arriving at a destination you've made a mistake or a short-sighted mistake or an error that is or can be looked at as a failure but that failure doesn't have to be ultimate right um there's there's a change in direction doesn't always mean a change in destination right? that if i'm on a journey towards a worthwhile ideal whether it's to be um, uh, a man of, of integrity or whether it's to be um, uh, a specific kind of career, whether it's to be a specific kind of role, if I'm on a path to a specific destination, the change in directions that happen because of my either my failures or my inabilities or my limited understanding don't have to be a change in the destination. But as with the map, when you take a wrong turn, the map automatically reroutes because it realizes that, look, the change in destination or change in direction doesn't mean a change in destination, right? Um, that, look, the worthwhile ideal is still there. Like, if the goal, if the ultimate goal is still a good one, it's still important to keep pursuing it. But a change in direction doesn't mean a change in destination, right? Um, so that's, that's rerouting and recalibrating. The fifth, then, is trying again resolving to try again so the first the, the said the earlier points was realizing that you're not your failures second was identifying and acknowledging where you went wrong the third was resolving to address whatever was the cause of my failure the fourth is rerouting and recalibrating and the fifth then is basically making the attempts to try again right i recall when i failed my driver's license um about six seven times right um the number of perfection it was discouraging if at like number four, right? Because I'm like, look, I'm smarter than this, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the, the license, driver's license showed me that I have limitations, right? Um, but I had to try again. 
because of the fact that I needed this thing in order to make necessary moves in my life. And so trying again becomes a key part in rising from failure, right? There's a text in the book of Proverbs um, where the wise man Solomon writes in Proverbs 24 verse 16 where he says that the righteous fall seven times but rise again and the wicked stumble in times of calamity, right? This idea that what makes a good person a good person isn't that they never face failure or stumbling or, or, or um, falling, but it's that even if they may fall seven times, they will rise again. And that's the mark of a person who is um, what the Bible calls righteous, right? Um, earlier I mentioned that the Bible gives context and I'm um, a bit of a big picture when it comes to the idea of failure. And basically it's, it's in the fact that the Bible gives a picture of our limitations as humanity, right? Um, it outlines the fact of our finitude, the fact that we as human beings are finite and limited, right? Um, because of the fact of our limitations. In the book of Job, it basically says something along the lines of, um, in Job chapter 14, it says, how frail is humanity and how short is life and full of trouble. That's Job, the book of Job chapter 14, verse 1. It basically says the fact that as human beings, we are frail. And because of the frailties of our humanity, at times we face various troubles. Right. So because of our limitations, our frailties, we face troubles. And it gives a context of where these frailties come from um, with the nature of um, our fall, fallen human natures and things of that sort. The second isn't giving a perspective of looking at our failures, which may be a source of encouragement in realizing that our failures are not an end in themselves, right? Our failures are not ultimate, right? Um, it's like that New Testament text where the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, where he says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, right? That's Romans 8.28, that um, the, the, the fact of our failures doesn't have to be finite when it's pursued in light of a greater goal or a purpose, right? It's like that whole idea of rerouting or recalibrating because sometimes the greatest success isn't in the things that we accomplish, but also in the people that we become and the lessons that we learn as we navigate the realities of our failures, right? So as we go through the process of trying to establish a meaningful and important goal, whether it's a building kind of career, whether it's building a kind of um, family, whether it's building a certain kind of thing, um, the thing that we become as individuals along that process sometimes becomes the greater achievement than actually the title or the milestone that we actually reach. Right? I like to think of this in, in relation to the design process. As an architect, I'm always involved in the process of designing. Um, that when it's trying to design something beautiful or something worthwhile or something meaningful or something that will be um, making an impact. The process of designing is layered with many mistakes along the way, right? I mean, as with design, something beautiful may come out of that process which experiences failure along the way. And so it's then realizing that failure is a necessary part of the process, right? And that if you're working towards trying to do something good, trying to fulfill a purpose, as it says in Romans chapter 8, that all things, including failure, can actually work together for good, right? So it's remembering that anything worthwhile will always have the risk of failure, right? Um, if you're trying to propose to someone that you're interested in, anything worthwhile will always have the risk of failure. If you're trying to pursue a meaningful career, anything worthwhile will always bear with it the possibility of failure. But perhaps a thought of encouragement to someone who might be discouraged by failure or someone who might have failed, someone who might have experienced a failure which took them completely by surprise. It's realizing that 
our failures aren't necessarily a measure of who we are. They're just a measure of our limitations and inabilities at the time when we experienced that failure. That at the time, I didn't realize that this is what would be required of me or I didn't see the other side. They're the fact of our limitations in view of the infinite possibilities of the world around us, right? That the world is completely unpredictable. And in that unpredictability, we as human beings are finite. But on top of that is realizing that our failures aren't final, right? That our failures are part of a process in making us be the kind of people that we might need to be and look back on and say that I'm a better man because of this process. I'm a better person. I'm a better woman because of this process. That our failures never have to be final, right? Um, I love looking at the narrative of the people of Israel. Um, if you ever read the ancient um, Old Testament history, that this nation are people who are going through an experience or people where they had failures and then resurgence from failure. As a nation, they experienced failure and then resurgence of failure. And one of the encounters of that is in the narrative in the book of Isaiah, where Isaiah the prophet writes to the nation of Israel. And in the 52nd chapter of Isaiah, he says to them, after another season of failure, in Isaiah chapter 52, he says to them, um, awake, awake, put on your strength, you know. He says, put on your beautiful garments, because now from here on, there will no more come the unclean thing. He says to the people, shake yourself from the dust, arise and sit down. Loose yourself from the bands of the neck, you know. The people were taken captive, they were taken as slaves, they were um, defeated by foreign nations. And he says to them, as a message of encouragement to them, that look, awake, you have failed, you have fallen you've been discouraged but now is the time to awake put on your beautiful garments shake yourself from the dust and show up and i love how he contrasted there where he says put on your beautiful garment and then he says put on your strength for me that's just a mind-blowing idea that at times the strength that we get in facing our failures comes from the act of just showing up to try again right he says put on your beautiful garments shake yourself from the dust and show up and he says Put on your strength. And that's the thought that when it comes to facing our failures, times the the, 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 the the strength that we put on in the second time that we face or trying again is in the act of showing up. That's it for today's episode of Architecting Through Life. Thanks so much for listening in. Um, if you want to look at a few more in-depth or something that's more in-depth when it comes to this idea of failure, especially moral failure. I've got a chapter in my book that's entitled What to Do If I Fall. Um, the, chap the book is called Communion with Christ. And there's a chapter there titled What to Do If I Fall, where we look into um, a more in-depth encounter of personal moral failure specifically, which sometimes results in our ultimate disappointment. So do check that out on simongubeni.co.za forward slash communion with Christ. That's one word. And then you'll be able to find links to where you can get that book. Otherwise, my name is Simon. Thanks so much for listening in. I'm wishing you all the best on your journey of architecting through life. Much love. Thank you for listening to the episode that you've just heard on the Architecting Through Life podcast. If you found it valuable, please kindly do me the favor of um, sharing it and maybe leaving a comment if you'd like. Um, I'd really like to get your thoughts, any impact that you might feel it may have. And do feel free to share it with someone else so that it can be a benefit to them as well. Thank you so much for your time and do join us again on the next episode of the Architecting Through Life podcast.